sure you just don't want to show me the scrolls? Now let us see how much you really know. I don't know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Sure that was Miyagi Do Karate. Didn't seem like self-defense to me. Defense takes on many forms. Popheads, welcome to issue 133 of the Tomcast Podcast, coming to you from the safety of the Miyagi Do Dojo. I'm currently trimming a bonsai tree. It's a very exciting day. My name is Tom. Thank you for listening to this quality independent podcast. Please follow us on the social medias. We are at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. Make sure you are subscribing to the show on your favorite platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and many, many more. And if there's one we're not on, let me know. I'll make sure we get on there. And if you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts, if you have the time, please give us one of those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They are so wonderful, so juicy, so tender, so sweet. We love them, love them dearly. So today we are back for another... Another uh, a, a recap episode of an exciting, exciting TV series streaming now on the Netflix. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think when this happened. It, it must have been uh, over the summer in, in June or July uh, when, when, I, when we linked up with our good friend Reagan of the CoSG podcast uh, and, and, and had a big discussion about seasons one and two of Cobra Kai, which is, which is now moved over to Netflix. And, and for any who may not know, Cobra Kai is, is, is a sort of sequel series to the Karate Kid movies from, from the 80s and early 90s. And uh, in the, I was, uh, to say I was extremely uh, impressed with those first two seasons is, is something of an understatement. I became uh, completely enamored with, with the Cobra Kai show, uh, devoured it completely in, in, in what was record time for me, which is always, always a nice thing. And and it, it sort of rekindled the love affair that I had with the Karate Kid back when I was a, a, a younger a younger person, and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun to kind of go back into that world and and reconnect with with Daniel Larusso and 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 Mr Miyagi and 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 all those wonderful characters uh, that I had as as a child. Uh, so January first rolls around, and Netflix drops season three, uh, which had been filmed. Uh, a, a while back, a, a ways back, there's there's been a bit of a gap, a bit of a, 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 a yeah, I guess a gap is the right word, uh, between seasons two and three being released uh, because, you know, the the first two seasons of the show were originally on uh, YouTube TV. I think it was even like the YouTube Red channel or something like that, and and uh, that that ended up going away, so there was no place to to uh, play their show, and and so the creators of the show. They took it over to the kind, wonderful people over at Netflix, 
And Netflix was like, uh, yeah, we want to get on this Cobra Kai action because you guys got a pretty good, darn good show. And and uh, the I guess the rest is history. You know, uh, Netflix dropped those first two seasons o- over the summer during the pandemic when, when a lot of people were still locked at home and, and, and quarantining and, and self-isolating and, and doing all those things they're supposed to do to, you know, to flatten the curve, which I, I don't think we can flatten it any longer. <laughs> it's completely out of control. But... Hey, it, it it allowed the show to find a whole new audience, uh, which has just been fantastic. And, and uh, I am far from the only person who has become uh, completely obsessed with with this show because of uh, because of it moving to Netflix. And 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 yeah, it's just been it's just been really really cool and really strong. And so yes, season three dropped the first official season on Netflix, and uh, we are going to link up once again with our Cobra Kai dojo leader. Reagan from the Coz G podcast. He's he's my good friend, and uh, we're gonna kind of do a recap of season three, all the good stuff, all the all the juicy drama, the 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 top notch action and and fighting. I mean, the the season was ten episodes long, and there's so many characters. It's 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 sometimes a very densely packed show because there are so many characters and so much is happening to to so many of them. And, and uh, again, it's one of the wonderful things about the show in general. So we're going to dive into it. It's, it's, uh, oh, you know, I don't want to get into it too much without, without, without Reagan. So uh, I just wanted to kind of give credit to, to the wonderful people who have made the show such a, such a huge success. Um, and it, that, you know, obviously the, the, the actors are a big part of that, but it's, it's John Hurwitz, it's Hayden Schlossberg. And, and Josh Heald, who are, are some of the biggest... I, I believe they're all the executive producers. They were all the friends that grew up watching the show, and they all wanted to bring this show to to life. And and so they, they've done a wonderful job. A, a lot of wonderful writers are involved in the show. Uh, but that's kind of like the, the... These are kind of like the three three folks that are uh, spearheading the efforts of the show. And, of course, you have the wonderful performances from William Zabka, Ralph Macchio, uh, Zola Madurina, uh, Tanner Buchanan... Uh, Mary Mauser, Jacob Bertrand. There's so many people. Martin Cove. Martin Cove is like we're going to talk about Martin Cove in this for sure. Don't even get me wrong. But there, there's just so much to get into. I mean, this is a this has become a, a a true ensemble series. You know, it started off focused on Johnny Lawrence, and he's still one of the main characters. Don't don't misunderstand. But you're so interested in so many of the other characters. This, this show has been so much fun, so wonderful, such a surprise to me, and and to so many others who who have taken the time to to check it out. So yeah, get ready. We're gonna we're gonna have a a a spoilerific episode dedicated to season three of Cobra Kai. So what do you do? You sit down, you buckle up, you hold on to your butts, and you buckle up for more. That's what we usually say on the show. But I, I don't recommend sitting down. I don't recommend buckling up this episode because that's how you get a roundhouse kick in the face. You got to be ready to get those mitts up. You got to wax on and wax off. You got to get ready. Anything can happen on this episode. Well, probably not, but it's a possibility, right? It could. Something could happen. Something wild could happen. <laughs> Get ready. Here we go. All right. Joining me now via Skype, the host, the undefeated champion of the Come On, It's So Good podcast, a.k.a. the Co is G podcast at coisg.com and Co is G on what? Twitter and Instagram? Is that right? That is correct. Reagan's here. 
Flash in the Greetings bell. programs. Oh, I'm sorry. I stepped all over you. <laughs> Greetings programs. Tom can edit that out. Nope, not gonna. That's it for life. For life. Uh, like Hollywood Hogan in the NWO. You're already, you're already <laughs> bringing up wrestling. You sent a message. You're like, you're not going to talk about wrestling all the time. And I was like, I'll try. And then you start it. You poke the bear. I did. I did. But you're here for the for a very important uh, episode. We are here to discuss season three of Cobra Kai. Ah, so good. <laughs> All right. That was my first question. I, I answered so already. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the the thing I like so much about this show when you break it down by seasons is like every season is great, but they're very different, like thematically and t- and tonally. Uh, so it's not like you're watching the same show over and over and over again. There's like mm-hmm. big things going on. True. And, and in particular, you know, as we discussed when, when we recap seasons one and two, once when, when they first moved over to Netflix, you know, we had the big karate war to close out season two. We had Miguel fall, you know, take the plunge. Mm-hmm. We didn't know his fate. Now the trailer sort of spoiled a little bit of that. Yeah. But, yeah, but, the trailer spoiled a lot. But I didn't think they were going to leave Miguel crippled all season. Well, I also didn't think they were going to kill him. I mean, I, didn't, I know that was a possibility, but like that was... Oh, that I, would I never even dark. considered for a second that they were going to kill him. <laughs> I mean, that would have been really dark for that show to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that show's got a little, like, a little tinge of darkness in it, but that would have been too much. But I, I like how this season, uh, you know, particularly those, those first couple of episodes really dealt with the ramifications of you know the the karate fight that just <laughs> ripped <laughs> that school apart. That fight was so bananas, and I'm glad they went to real world ramifications for it because it, it if that was like a Karate Kid movie, they would have just moved on to the next scene and not not tried to cancel karate in Southern California. <laughs> right, exactly. It would have been a whole different thing. Uh, and, and again. It, it, it's hard to say. It's hard to use the words like reality when you're talking about this show, but it sort of did lend a bit of, of reality and ramifications for everything, you know. As because because the school is a big part of the show, you know. Of course, Daniel and, and Johnny are the big main characters, but their kids, their their students, are almost equal as far as screen time goes. And so, what happens at the school is important because you have these. It's almost like um. Was like sharks and jets kind of East Side or <laughs> East Side Story bullshit. When you're, I mean, when you're <laughs> going, all right, sh- killing me here. <laughs> Shut up. There, go on. I apologize. <laughs> no worries, man. He didn't bark the whole time before we started recording, and as soon as his mics go hot, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna come in this room and be an asshole." <laughs> Don't worry, we we are fans of dogs on mm-hmm. the Tomcast podcast. <laughs> so, oh, I, I guess I, we, I guess we should start kind of with the, with the uh, I don't know what do you want to call it like the parent teacher meeting at the audit you know in the gymnasium where where they're trying mm-hmm. to explain and, and and defend their their kids the, the Russos in particular trying to save yeah their they're talking about Stingray show. Stingray's his name or... yeah it was Stingray yeah. I mean he's not I don't not in this season no I guess on the run <laughs> it'd be my guess as well. Because yeah, he did just show up and beat children out of school. We uh, we also don't have Aisha back in this season. I was disappointed by that that her parents sent her to another school, after, especially after giving like the, the the mother of all front wedgies to a right. girl who's been yeah. bullying her. 
and it's, I, I was enjoying like you know her and um little the russo right what's, what's her name sam Dan? sam i wanted to call her danielle i was like come on daniel would have done that wouldn't he that's no really wouldn't have <laughs> no it would it would um I guess, I'm getting a little ahead of myself because I'm looking. I'm looking at my notes, but yeah, yeah. I, I think one of my favorite things in in the in the uh, when uh, I can't remember Daniel's wife's name in because um, I just call her Sheldon's sister from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, <laughs> but wow. when when they're at the meeting and they're trying to make sure their daughter doesn't get expelled, and he's trying to explain the philosophy of Miyagi Do and and uh, you know how he was bullied. In, in school, and you just hear someone in the background he yell out, Bullshit! I heard it was you! Yeah. <laughs> Giving credence to the theory great. that Daniel LaRusso was the bully all along. And they were both bullies. But yeah. I love how the, the retelling again of that that story. Like uh, when, you know, spoilers, Allie comes back. Yes. They go to that that same like arcade from you know Funland or whatever they want to call it, right? Where Miguel and Sam had gone on one of their days yeah back in season the one. season one yeah. I'm glad to see that arcade doing so well because every time we go there, it is packed with children. It it really is. Again, so another, another, you know, more signs of life in a, in a pre pandemic world. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, I thought that was one of the strongest parts of this season was was sort of Daniel's realization that you know his memories of events may not necessarily be how it really was. You know, yeah, there's, there's, there's more sides to the story than just his perspective. Right, and you know they they dive more into that with a uh, crease yeah. with his backstory, yeah. which which I really enjoyed. I was like, I love how they you know they. They show both sides of everything mm -hmm. on every villain. Even though Kreese is super evil this season, oh, <laughs> and is the villain. He's way out of control. I mean, like, like I mean, uh, yeah. Let's, let's go ahead. And, I had I had Kreese further down here on my list, but yeah, let's get into mm -hmm. Kreese now. I mean, I I love that we got some of his backstory, uh, the 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 motivations he had for for you know signing up for the military and going to Vietnam and and everything mm -hmm. that happened to him there. Having a, a very mean uh, Anthony Michael Hall yell at him a lot. And, but teach him karate. That's right. The way of the fist. It's awesome. <laughs> and then you have the POW stuff. I mean, it, it yeah. really, it really provided like a lot of depth to to a character who just on the surface was just a bad dude, but we didn't really know why. Mm -hmm. You know, he just yeah. Oh, he's just a bad guy, and you just roll with it. But now you kind of understand. You don't agree with him. You don't necessarily. I don't think you necessarily sympathize, but you understand. Mm hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you could sympathize with him. Like, yeah, I mean, his tactics are has, way over the everybody top. Everybody has problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's he's using these kids. Uh, I mean, they're 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 just kind of like ex little extensions of him, and it, it is, is sort of a like like Johnny says, like this kind of poison that he, mm -hmm. he teaches. Um, and and we really start to see that as, uh, you know, again for anyone who's who's listening to the show who, who hasn't watched Cobra Kai, you know, Kreese takes back control of Cobra Kai at the end of season two, Johnny leaves. Uh, and this is at the behest of the students because after the karate fight, the Cobra Kai kids are, are pissed. They, you know, Johnny was trying to teach them mercy 
and and they paid the price. Miguel paid the price for showing mercy in in that yeah. fight, and so they want they want payback. They want vengeance. And Kreese is the guy who can teach them the, the ways to do that. And and um, we we see this show. I think does a really nice job of kind of exploring the the toxicity of of revenge and and of, of just kind of being an asshole and a bully. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's. You know, we might as well talk about this too. Uh, I, Hawk, Hawk is a great character who who, who mm-hmm. has has kind of been on the, this roller coaster because he was a kid getting bullied in season one, like Miguel, but he kind of gets that taste of power in season two and becomes a bully on his own. And then he's the one who helps drive Johnny out and bring Crease in, but then Crease brings in it's all just, the guys who bullied them, yeah, <laughs> and, and pushes him out. But I mean, he does. Like he breaks Eli's arm. He breaks Eli. Yeah. It, hold on. Let me ask you a question about that. Uh huh. Because you said Eli, right? But his name is Dimitri. Or is that is Eli his nickname? Oh, Dimitri. No, no. Hawk is Eli. You're right. Okay. Dimitri is. All right. That's what you I never call him Eli. Someone to the show's named Eli. It's Hawk's Eli. It's, yeah, Hawk is Eli. Because I remember like the 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 super um, pushover, uh, soft, sensitive teacher calls him Eli. Yes. <laughs> when when he's like framing the Miyagi-Do people as, as bullies who've been bullying him. Oh, yeah. That soccer game, by the way, <laughs> like that teacher was not doing her job at all. No, not that, at all. That game should have been broken up way earlier. What, you mean when the first kid got like gang tackled <laughs> yeah. and then kicked? There was like clotheslines and headbutts. <laughs> I was like, can't they play like badminton with no contact? <laughs> They shouldn't have anything like, in their hands at all. Like volleyball, like anything with like a net separating them. I wouldn't even trust them with tug of war. Well, tug of war, there's a pit at least. <laughs> so, so I mean, we're kind of exploring like uh, like the, the the roller coaster ride that Hawks on, and and when he ba- breaks Dimitri's arm, and and he has to kind of work with these guys who used to bully him before he he before he joined Cobra Kai, and and I. I'm going to go back to wrestling terminology here because I know you'll love it. But, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Babyface to heel, back to babyface when it mattered the most. I mean, that was so right. WWE right there. It's a great turn. Even though you saw it coming, you're like, yeah, Hawk. Turn face. Yeah, the only thing that would have been better is if you had a steel chair. Look, <laughs> that last fight was probably the only thing I had problems with because I was like – now it's breaking and entering into someone's home. I, I did the same thing when they yeah when and they come to Daniel. Lewis's I'm pretty home. sure there's attempted murder going on in this house. <laughs> they threw that little kid through the window. I know <laughs> that was pretty fucked up. My, my thing they make a cat noise and the the guy's like ooh a kitty. Sam waits a good like twenty seconds to be like wait we don't have a cat. Most people would be like I don't have a cat man <laughs> right away <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, I suppose that that speaks to you know you're you're at your home. You're supposed to feel safe there. No yeah. one, no one had really crossed that line to 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 going to somebody's house for the fight, right? But Cobra oh. Guy does, or they do in this one. And again, it's because because of that influence of Crease and and his his no mercy, you know, all, you know, best defense is a good offense kind of thing. Right. I'm trying to. What's the uh, the evil girl? Tori. Tori, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they, they show, like, why she's like she is this season with her sick mom. I think she alluded to it before. Mm-hmm. 
But like I, I, I enjoy her. You know, she's not all bad. She just doesn't have anywhere to focus her. I guess pain, pain and anger and and and, and frustration yeah. and all of that. I mean, and we we get it. We we again, frustration. Yeah, like you said. I mean, we we do see that. We see a glimpse of her home life, which we hadn't seen before, and and sort of like the harassment she has to deal with. You know, yeah, she's like, yeah, the creepy supervisor yeah. or supervisor, um, superintendent. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's exactly the word I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's uh, she's expelled from the from the school for the fight. Uh, she has to work two jobs to support her. Her she has, well, she has like what a kid brother and her sick mom. Yeah, yeah, and a sick mom. Yeah, and and we see a little bit of that, and and you know the the teen drama on the show, which is is normally something I could care less about on a TV show. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I'm like, I'm all in with it, with the whole Tori and Miguel and Sam and Robbie thing. I don't know why I'm, I'm all in on it. It's I'm, I'm glad they toned down Robbie a little bit this season. They did. I, yes. I'm glad he got a haircut. I enjoyed it a lot. Glad he got a haircut. Get a haircut, hippie. <laughs> like you can't go to the juvenile detention center. Without a haircut. I guess, no, he got a haircut when he was on the run, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's what they're implying. What did you, since we're talking about Tori, what, do you, what did you think of uh, the whole uh, uh, issue with Sam and like her sort of like uh, uh, panic attacks that she would have whenever Tori it, would be around? I, I figured that would be a very real thing. Yeah, because I mean... It, After that, you know, because school doesn't feel safe anymore. Now home, I mean, I guess home will feel safe since she used her new karate technique to, to not be afraid anymore. Mr. Miyagi's wisdom again. Mm-hmm. Always saving the day. But yeah, I mean, that that was like the big arc for her was to sort of be able to get over these fears of, of, of Tori because Tori, you know, hurt her pretty badly at the, in, in, yeah. in the season two. And, and, you know, Sam feels pretty responsible for the Miyagi-Do kids, but she knows she's kind of unable to protect them at the same time because Cobra Kai is just so aggressive. And I mean, like, like Tori ratcheted shit up. I mean, she had the, like that metal shit on her fucking knuckles last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And she takes it to another level with nunchucks this year. Yeah, that girl goes to eleven real fast. I'm a little she's terrified of her. I'm a little terrified of her. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a scary, scary chick, man. I'm like, she would kill me. <laughs> I mean, she's the one, you know, telling Hawk to break arms. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that that was such a. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily like a tough scene to watch, but I mean, you, you, I've, you definitely sympathize with her being unable to help Dimitri when he's in that position, and like they're they're calling her out and they're threatening to break his arm, and she just can't move. Yeah, I mean that that's. I feel like that was a, a kind of fear that we can all kind of understand. Sure, sure. And I did not think a a children's television show or young <laughs> adult television show would take it that far. Where. I, I was watching like, oh, they're not going to break a kid's arm on this. That seems too fucked up. And I was like, oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> they they did do a good job of not really showing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, oh, it wasn't graphic. I don't, I don't need to see bone shoot out of a kid's arm. No, 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 no. So I think we, I think we kind of talked about this uh, when when we talked about season one and two the first time around. But I mean, do you think they're like? Obviously, this show has a, a very diverse audience as far as like age groups go. But I mean, do you think like young kids are sitting around watching? Like, I don't want to see this old these two old dudes fight. Like, show me more of the of the kids in school. Oh, one hundred percent. You think so? One hundred percent. Like, if if you're like you know, I don't know, thirty five and under, you just want to see the younger kids. <laughs> 
But if you're older, you want to see the love story of Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence. You do, especially when they go Tango and Cash on the, in the oh, chop Oh, that was shop. awesome. <laughs> Great Tango and Cash reference. You play yeah, Motley Crue during the chase. So good. As when he was eating the nuts of his car, he's like, <laughs> please stop doing that. <laughs> so I was like, I can't wait till they spill everywhere. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so it's such a uh, such a wonderful balance with the show between its its action and its drama and its comedy. You know, just when it feels like it's getting a little bit too much in one direction, it, it it's able to shift and, and kind of uh, recapture your attention on a, on a different thing, and or like you know break the drama by giving you a scene with somebody else that's funny. Yeah. You know, it's it's great that way. Yeah, I mean, it really is, and it's it's like what I mean. Most episodes are roughly thirty-ish minutes, and it it's brisk. It's really short. And and I I was sort of saying in in my in the intro to the show, I think one of the things that's so compelling about the show is like there's so many characters, so you you would think it's kind of almost too much. Like they're trying to pack too much into a show, but they really do a good job being kind of subtle. Like like Hawks development this season is is kind of subtle like he doesn't get like an episode dedicated to him necessarily but like you you, you do sort of explore his psyche and and mm-hmm. the effect that that the, the having the bullies around him again why it kind of changes the way he's thinking yeah fucks him up well like i get it i get why hawk's upset like those dudes are assholes well, all the time they jumped that little asian kid and took the money he was raising for miguel's medical bills that was not cool did miguel get that money though I don't think so. I feel like Cobra Kai kept it. I think so too. And I'm like, that's more fucked up. That's what I thought. I was like, I was like, these guys got some nice motorcycles. I don't, I don't know if their parents are buying these. Maybe, maybe the Cobra Kai kids are rich. I mean, that's, it's it's entirely possible. I mean, it, it kind of jives with 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 some of the the backstory of some of the characters. I mean, in that area, mm-hmm. you know, the Country Club comes back into play this season. Ah. Uh. You know, that, that wonderful, I don't know, drunk dinner with uh, Daniel, Amanda, Allie, and Johnny. Amanda, thank you. Good Lord. I, or I looked it up. I looked it up while we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I know the actress's real name because I can't say it. I, it's, it's Courtney yeah. and the name I can't pronounce as her last name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like too many uh, consonants in there. Yeah. Um, yes, but thank you. for good. I'm glad you looked it up. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, no worries, brother. What do you think about but, Robbie and Juvie? It, I was really surprised he didn't whoop ass and become king of Juvie in there. Yeah, I mean, as, as mad as because you know he gets put in Juvie because Daniel calls the cops and is like, "Hey, this is gonna be the best thing for you," even though it's not what he wants at all. So, and, and it is the best because they were looking for him. They were gonna throw the book at him if they caught him, and he didn't turn himself in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously he doesn't see it that way. So he's mad at, at Daniel, but he's also mad at his dad still because his dad keeps missing appointments to come and see him because he's helping Miguel. So Robbie's really kind of getting it. Uh, you know, it, it, and then he finds the Sam's hanging out with Miguel, and it, it's all so dramatic. So dramatic. You know, just Miguel's just replacing Robbie everywhere. Yeah. And, and it's it, not Miguel's fault. <laughs> no, and then he, you know, once he's he's out of juvie, he kind of links up with Tori, you know, Kreese came to see him, you know, the influence of, of, of the, that, that sort of toxic influence exerting itself over Robbie, the way it sort of did on, on his dad back in, back in high school. Uh, I, I like that kind of symmetry. Yeah. So do I, it was nice. And, and you know, it's all going to come down to the, the all Valley in season four 
It's the brawl for it like, all. It's going to be Miguel and Robbie, you know, obviously. Unless they enter Sam into the tournament. I mean, and it'll be like Sam versus Robbie. Yeah, because. Mm, I mean, again, fuck it. Let's just talk about it now. I mean, like they they, they basically set up the movie. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's the movie for the next generation now because the the, the sort of like the, the, the truce is reached. You know, they can't, you know, the kind of rules are in place like like Danny and John and, uh, and Johnny had. You know, you couldn't mess with each other during the school during the school year. It was only at the tournament. Yeah. And that's kind of what gets set up at the end of season season three here. Yeah, well, I mean, it has to because they're attacking each other in each other's homes now. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, like you said. I mean, it the Ruto shows up and kicks the shit out of Crease. What a that 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 last episode with with was awesome. Johnny versus Crease, Robbie versus Johnny. <laughs> then Daniel shows up and is Daniel versus Crease, and all the okay. Let me ask you this because because we had the whole thing with 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 Cobra Kai breaking into the zoo to steal that snake for crease mm-hmm. and they're having that fight and i keep seeing the snake in the background there in his little aquarium thingy and i kept waiting for someone to go crashing into it and get bitten by a snake uh wait for season four i'm sure well especially since uh, uh you know in that last episode we're getting sort of how crease got out of the pow camp and the, and the the way he was forced to fight his captain over that that little bridge with the snake pit below yeah. them and I was like, "Oh my God, is is Chris gonna get killed by a snake?" <laughs> In season four, probably. <laughs> I kept waiting for someone to go into that damn thing and just have a snake bite their cheek. No, they can't murder somebody outside of the tournament. Then karate will be canceled in the valley. <laughs> well, I was really scared it's gonna be like Johnny or something <laughs> that getting his head bitten off or something. Oh no, we can't have Johnny get bit. That'd be heartbreaking. No, then he's in the hospital getting blood transfusions or whatever you do for, I don't know what happens when you get bit by a snake. You just get an injection for anti-venom, right? Venom. Yeah. Right. Like like as long as you know what kind of snake it was and thankfully they know what kind of snake it is. (laughs) Probably a King Cobra, I would assume. Actually, I'll be honest. I really thought it was going to be Robbie that went into the snake. That was my, my first reaction was like, Johnny was going to, you know, kind of do a defense Mm -hmm. thing and then he would have pushed him aside and gone right into it. Right into the snake. Uh, Thank God. Well, I mean, not that not their that relationship can't take anymore. Not that Robbie's fate was much better. I mean, he got basically pushed into a locker and probably has a, a concussion of some sort. He got a little cut. Like he told him he didn't want to fight him. <laughs> it was all an accident. It was. It was. It was. I mean, Robbie doesn't listen. I know we're moving all around, but there was so much mm. in this in this season, man. There's so much. Like we haven't even touched the fact that Daniel went to Japan. I'm I'm saving it. I'm saving it. That didn't happen. (laughs) Let's let's talk about uh, uh, Johnny helping Miguel rehab. How much fun was that? Uh, So much fun. Johnny's motivational speeches are the best. His methods are the worst, though. (laughs) When he lights his feet on fire? He lights his feet on fire when he's just, like, hoisting him up on a crane. And he's like, all right, stand. And he just drops him. Yep. Yep. Uh, also, when they were throwing out his wheelchair, like after you can walk again. Yes. I was like, "Don't you return those to the hospital?" <laughs> my my thought was like, "I was like, hey, you should donate that. Someone else might need it." I know. That, <laughs> I was like, "I'm pretty sure you just take it back to the hospital. They disinfect it and give it to someone else who fell down a flight of stairs." It was symbolic, I guess. That's that's 
that's the only thing I could think of on that one. That's why I kept expecting the mother to come out and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'll take that back to work with me. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's a good time. I love the, the lighting the foot on fire. <laughs> you know, he's like, Dana, he took the, him to a D Snyder sh- show. Yeah, the D Snyder show was pretty foot. great. Pretty great. You get a little twisted sister in there. That was fun. A little, you, you can't go wrong with hair metal in that show. Come on. Yeah, well, that, I think that's the only reference this year to it. All right. What do they listen to when they're in the car? They're listening to something on the radio. I can't remember. Well, I know when the speed when the, when the high speed chase starts up. I mean, Motley Crue plays, but I don't know if it's on in the car with them. Uh, we didn't we didn't talk about like the chop shop, right? That was awesome when they're fighting together. Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody wants to fight all the time in California. I don't know what it is with you guys over there. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Somebody walks into a business, four guys come out, and you have to karate fight. <laughs> As someone who spent some time in, in, in San Fernando Valley, uh, no one has tried to karate fight me, luckily. I don't think I could handle it. It wouldn't go oh, well. No. <laughs> It'd probably be like the end of Bowfinger. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, it would be the end of Bowfinger. You're right. <laughs> Google it, kids. It? Google it. <laughs> yeah, go Go YouTube that real quick. That's our fighting style. <laughs> a, it takes a long time to master. Uh, let's see what else from that. Yeah, okay. The D Snyder. You know, again, I, I love the I love the hair metal reference. I'm sure you did too. Yeah. yeah. I, I also enjoyed uh, uh, Johnny's initial ploy of, of of dangling a Playboy off a fish hook, <laughs> off a fishing rod. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, the internet has a million of these, right? <laughs> I I. I you know, since we kind of are, you know, again, again, Johnny kind of living, you know, he's past his glory days, but he still kind of believes in his glory days. Yeah. How about when he's when he's taking those photos for, so he can reply to Alex? Baby message? oil, <laughs> the baby oil. I don't have time. Baby oil gets everywhere. I don't have time. When he tells him to take new pictures, and I was like, oh my god, please don't show Johnny getting oiled up at fifty, whatever he is now. I love they broke out like those classic, like you know, hunky beefcake photos of him from back in the de- back in the day. Oh, loved it. That, so good. Love it. I love that those are the only photos he kept too were his beefcake photos. <laughs> I, again, another example of like you know you're dealing with something serious because you're helping this kid learn to walk again, but you, you you're able to kind of in, inject some uh, some comedy in there too to kind of lighten the mood a little bit as as Johnny tries to compose this reply message to Allie on Facebook. Oh, I love it when you. When he finds out that Johnny liked every photo she had <laughs> in Facebook, and he's like, "Oh, dude, that's the worst." <laughs> to be fair, there are a lot of rules. <laughs> oh, I've never used Facebook, so I wouldn't know uh, what the you know, rules you, are. You are essentially our Johnny Lawrence. No, I know I can charge my laptop. I just choose not to. Yeah, but I mean, you are—you also—I'm I'm sure you're a big fan of Iron Eagle, so it, it works. Uh, I mean. I haven't seen it in a long time. I might watch it soon. I actually watched it like a year ago. I still like it. <laughs> Though insanely easy to steal from the Air Force. That's that's my biggest takeaway from that movie. Well, I mean, you watched Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. Well, she stole it from a museum there. I mean, that was different. It had gas in it. I didn't know they had working jets at the Smithsonian. That was my takeaway from that. I'm, I'm sure parts might work and stuff. 
I don't think they keep jet fuel in the Smithsonian. <laughs> well, I, I, I hope not. Maybe she rubbed, We're not her, here to talk maybe she rubbed her hands together problem. like she did to make it invisible. I don't know. I just thought, like, what if she thinks about that while she's doing something else with Steve? No, no. She makes that guy's junk invisible. <laughs> and then when the guy comes back into his body, his junk's just invisible forever. <laughs> And on that note, we'll we'll talk yeah. about we'll talk about Daniel going back to uh, Okinawa. Uh, How good was that? It was great. I mean, it hit all the beats. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen Karate Kid too, but I remembered everything that happened in that movie. Yeah, I, I was really you know again we kind of talked about how how the trailer kind of kind of showed us some of these things that were going to happen, some of these these big story beats that we were going to get. Uh, but what I what I liked about it was the way it played out as an extension of the fallout from from the karate fight at the school where no one wants to do business with with Daniel Larusso anymore. They don't want to buy a car from that dude whose you know kids kids and his students are viewed as bullies and and, and you know so he's struggling for for his business is struggling. His competitor comes in uh, who we've seen in previous shows. He wasn't just introduced in this season and 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 Daniel has to figure out a way to make his business work. So he has to fly to Japan. To try try to make a business deal happen, and then he takes a little. He sees that ad after he's, he's drinking his Suntory uh, whiskey. Yeah, I thought he would want to go there since it's the first time he's. I assume it's the first time he's been back to Japan. Yeah, that was my thought too. Like, I, I was a little surprised it took him so long to kind of connect those dots. It's like, well, hey, while you're here, you might as well swing down there. Maybe he didn't want to see that girl in case she was still there. Well. <laughs> it did not seem that way. He seemed quite excited to see her. Yeah. The the uh, Kamiko, right? That's her name. Kamiko, yeah. Yeah, you know, so we're we're able to kind of recatch up with the cast from from uh the second movie, which has obviously been it, you know, this the show's done a, a great job of reincorporating so much of the of the mythology. This was kind of like the one that they were stuck on for a little bit because you had to come up with a valid reason to get him in Okinawa again. And going back to the right. village and having it be completely different from his memories, I thought it was really funny and really wonderful. Yeah, it's not a, a sleepy little town, like fishing village anymore. No. No, it's like a tourist town. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that's just like a thing, like, like, you know, you can never go home again. Right. Like, nothing's ever the same, especially because he's been gone for 30 years. Yeah, I mean, I mean sh- shit, just, just when I come back to see, you know visit with you guys on the East Coast, and it's only a couple years in between, and I'm always like, what the hell happened here? I'm like that when I go back home. <laughs> when I drive, like, the 30 minutes south, I'm like, I don't recognize this town. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. <laughs> well, not to mention, I, you can't even drive on Rockville Pike anymore. I mean, it's impossible. It's that's like that's, a, that's like the exact road I was talking about, where I was like, nope, I don't like this. I don't like what's happened here. I'm leaving. And that was the Rockville beat for our East Coast listeners. <laughs> but uh, they use this, they, they use the the Okinawa visit as a way to, you know, for Daniel A to reconnect with, with Kamiko, uh, but also Chosen. Chosen. That was awesome. So Although... awesome. And that the, especially the, their initial kind of get together where it's just uncomfortable and awkward and, and Chosen's just staring at him. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I will get you another drink. He's like, no, it's okay. I will get it. I don't. And then he doesn't drink. So he just sits there and watches him drink. <laughs> and it's just uncomfortable. 
And then, like, he says he has no family. He's never married. And I was like, oh, I was hoping Chosen to have, like, a good life. Like, that fight turned something around. And then it turns out he's okay and he's happy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, like he was fucking with Daniel for most of it. It's kind of, it's really funny. Oh, 1,000%. <laughs> he's just fucking with Daniel just to mess with him. Yeah. Like, it, when they're having that fight. Do you think he was actually going to punch Daniel in the face? I was kind of waiting for him to. No, I didn't. But I was like, oh, he deserves it. Get him. <laughs> Yeah, Chosen's revenge. I mean, I mean, Chosen did try and, you know, murder him. I mean, it was a fight to the death. It was. So yeah, Chosen he honked his nose and embarrassed him. Yeah, Miyagi style. But yeah, but Chosen has the secrets of of Miyagi Do that Daniel doesn't know. So again, I, I, I one of the big themes of the season was was kind of breaking Daniel down a little bit. You know, kind of getting him off his little pedestal, his high horse, and being like, you yeah, don't know everything. Way. You know, it's, it's not just about your perspective and your take on things. You're not always right. You don't know all of this stuff. So I, I loved breaking him down that way uh, with Chosen. With Chosen, and, and again, going back to the time with Kamiko, the, the letter from Miyagi. I mean, oh. I almost started crying. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They always trying to get me on this show. They trying do. Trying to make me feel stuff. I, I, I love the how, you know... Uh, Unfortunately, Pat Morita has been has passed away for for he's been dead for many many years now. But they yeah. do such a wonderful job of still incorporating him in this show. He's still such a big part of it, even though he's you know not with us for it. And I, 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 that that letter was a I thought that was a masterstroke. It's I was so I was like that's beautiful, and I was like I don't know how much longer they're gonna be be able to get Miyagi wisdom as they keep moving forward on the show. I, I, I do sort of feel, and I, I think this was the first season where I really sort of noticed it, but it does feel like there's an end game for the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it I, seems to be next year. Yeah, it's like Netflix is normally a four season and out yeah, thing. Yeah. So yeah. I know they didn't put out the first two. Right. But, but I feel that after they do another season, they've got, you know, because they're in that business model of new people coming to the the platform mm-hmm. and you know, once the show's out for a couple of years, it stops bringing in new people. So they just cut it. Yeah. I mean, so I, next season, all Valley will probably be the end unless they want to do like a movie or something. I mean, it, it does sort of feel like it will be the natural endpoint unless they have something up their sleeves to, to tease for a season five. But this does kind of feel like the culmination coming up. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, we we haven't really talked about what what is it, Eagle Fang? <laughs> we, we, yeah, and, and we should get there because we are kind of getting towards uh, kind of the the end point of the season, anyways. Because we, yeah. we we still haven't dived really in, into into Ali's return just yet, uh, mm-hmm. but we, we should mention that once Miguel's back on his feet and he wants to stay with with, with Johnny and he wants mm-hmm. to start training again, you know, they they have to start their, they have to start a new dojo. <laughs> and the, the the process for coming up with a name not easy <laughs> it's not it's just the first two things he thought of apparently uh, he, I don't know it's simply like he was working hard he needed something that was badass <laughs> and what what eats what eats snakes an eagle <laughs> with fangs with fangs the fangs is the only thing where I was like you couldn't do like eagle claw or something like that's what they snatch snakes in like it sounds like the worst hair metal band from the 80s ever, honestly. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of love or the logo. Or the best. Or the best. And I'm not going to lie, if someone decides to put that logo on a t-shirt and sell it, I may just buy it. 
Oh, I would definitely buy it. As much as I'm shit. Are you kidding? Yeah, I would. I would own one too. Don't worry. And I love how like you know they, they don't have geese. They just have the t-shirts, and they have to practice in the park because Johnny can't afford a studio anywhere. <laughs> Even like the one with asbestos and shit in the ceiling. <laughs> I was like, how much was he paying for the old one? Like eight dollars or? Right, he wants to be, he wants to do like that handshake agreement with with the guy. Oh, that that's old right. Gym. That's, yeah, we'll, we'll be mad about it. <laughs> oh, Johnny. I know Johnny still like he didn't realize Facebook was on his computer or that he could charge his computer. <laughs> yeah, I believe he plugs it in for the first time and he's he's like, yeah. I'm a bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Ali. I mean, didn't he get like in the previous season? Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't know if we ever saw him with it like, like plugged in. It did seem weird that he didn't know to plug it in. I'm not going to lie. That was probably the one thing I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, didn't he get, like, a computer for dummies book when he got the computer? I think he did. Or internet for dummies. Oh, maybe, so, like, it, I thought, maybe I, it was internet. I don't know. I'm going to have to rewatch the whole thing. Yeah, eh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a little job for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we can talk about Allie. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, they've been teasing it since the end of season two when she accepts his, his friend request. Because, you know, yeah, he, he doesn't know that uh, Facebook's on his computer. He thought it was on his phone. <laughs> Yeah, but she he throws into the ocean or on the on the beach. Yes, before he lights his car on fire. Yeah, did he get insurance money for that car? Yeah, I don't know about that. Did he have insurance on that car? Another great question. We didn't even talk about him driving around that minivan all season. The '93 caravan. That was no. a good caravan. <laughs> I think it was the caravan my mom had. <laughs> Us too. I think it was a '93 even. Oh man, that was. <laughs> Yeah, so from Johnny's highest of highs to his lowest of lows, Johnny's, you know, again, on the roller coaster this season. Uh, but he makes the decision. Okay, first of all, Johnny is able to, I, I, I don't know, formalize his relationship with Miguel's mother, apparently, which was exciting. Yes, and they start a relationship, I guess. Well, I mean, they had that date, in the, that double right. date, basically. It turned into a double date last year. And then Miguel right, got hurt. One of the best episodes. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. And that they tease you because like you're like, oh, this is gonna be the moment where they become friends, and then it doesn't happen because the karate war breaks out. Yeah. And then you know, and then that gets ruined with the with the with the karate war and and Miguel's injury in the in the hospital and the rehab. But she decides to give Johnny another chance because he's been so good for Miguel and helping him and 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 doing all that good stuff. And and so he, he kind of gets this relationship going with her, and I was again I don't know why I let this this show this show trick me, <laughs> because <laughs> he he accepts he he makes the plans to meet up with Allie. She comes back to Encino to visit her her family, uh, for for the holidays. It's Christmas episode, so I was in. Yeah, give me give me more Christmas stuff. <laughs> I know you disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I was like, oh, I don't need this. this but I, no, it's fine. You can go home for the holidays. That's fine in a television show. It's thirty minutes. I get over myself. But I was like, I couldn't help wondering. Like, is he going to try and like get it on with Allie now too, and blow it with That's Miguel's exact, mom? I was like, I don't want this. And then they were like, oh, Allie's getting a divorce. And I was like, no. Yeah, I was really concerned that Johnny was going to blow it. <laughs> with Miguel's mom and and ruin it with Allie too by, by trying to be like all eighties aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be everywhere at once. But I like it that when Allie comes back, Johnny just starts being Johnny. Yeah, you know, she calls him on his bullshit. And yeah, he, 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 
They're at that restaurant. He's trying he's to order real. vegan. He, he's trying yeah. to order that vegan shit, and he doesn't. He doesn't really want. It. He just wants to like impress her with his culturedness. Yeah. Which sounds gross. Whatever they're eating, but those burgers sound delicious. Well, I don't know. They barely ate them. I mean, Allie had like three bites and was done. That's how good it was. That's how <laughs> filling it was. I mean, I would still eat the whole thing. But no, I mean, you know, you you, you kind of figure out pretty quickly that it, it's going to be sort of a like just old friends kind of reconnecting sort of thing, which was great and and good for Johnny. Uh, but it does lead to the big Christmas party right before the big karate fight at the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where? Oh yeah, it, it it dawns on you. So so okay, hold on. Let's let's set the stage. Let me let me set this up correctly. All right, Allie invites Johnny to the Christmas party she has to go to with her family at the Encino Country Club, which has played a part in their lives forever. Daniel, a member of this country club, also turns out to be there. So that means Johnny has to see Daniel, and everyone's seen Allie, and it leads to, again, another kind of great foursome moment with, with Daniel and Amanda and, and Johnny and Allie, and they're all kind of connecting and bonding. And this is the moment for me when I realized Daniel and Johnny our Eskimo brothers. And it's time to put the feud aside. Just because they're Eskimo brothers? You've seen the league. You know how it works. I know. It is. I mean, you got to do favors for each other. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's because they've never acknowledged that they're Eskimo brothers. And now they don't get along. And now that they have Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do together. Come on. I want to know what they're going to name their new Jojo. (laughs) Miyagi-Fang. Miyagi-Fang. <laughs> I don't know. We're, Eagle Doe. They might be accepting applications, right? Maybe we should get some names submitted. All right, I'll send them out real quick. <laughs> I mean, we we, we already sort of, sort of I, talked about the big fight between Johnny and Crease, and and you know, mm-hmm. but you get that moment. We finally get that moment where they finally seem to be on the same page, and the and the and the two teams kind of come together to stop Cobra Kai. Yeah, and it's awesome. How pumped were you? Come on. You know, you see... So pumped. You see the Miyagi I was out of, Like, I knew what was going to happen, and I was still like, do it. Show me Johnny Lawrence. Show him to me. And then they did, and I was like, I really wanted them to do the Predator uh, handshake that Dutch does with uh, I Dylan. I did, too. I did, too. Like, I was like, that's the most 80s handshake ever, and the fact they didn't do it kind of annoys me. <laughs> Hey, like, if they had just done that, it could have just been like Cobra Kai season four, maybe, <laughs> and then credits. That that could be the end of season four right there. After if they, you know, assuming they win, big assumption. I assume. Oh my god! Can you imagine if Crease wins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we didn't really set the stakes up. We, we you know we talked about the big fight with with Daniel and 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 Crease and Johnny and Crease and and you know. Uh, Daniel, using his new Miyagi-Do techniques, is able to get Kreese on the ground. He's going to put him away. It looks like he's going to deliver the killing blow before uh, before Sam and Miguel stop him. Yeah. Must be weird to see your dad about to murder somebody in the street. <laughs> or not in the street, but in the parking lot of a you know shopping center. Yeah, a strip mall, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's where we get the new the new rules, the new... the Everything's going to come to a head here at the tournament. Uh... We we didn't really talk about that necessarily. I mean, there's God damn, there's so much to get into with this show. But when they cancel the tournament and they have to, the three of them have to go to like the like what the Encino City Council, or whatever it yeah, is, yeah, the council meeting. <laughs> Which I've talked to my friend who lived in the valley. And he's like, that's not a real thing. 
<laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't ruin the magic. <laughs> I was hoping there was a real Encino County Council talking about karate. <laughs> karate and stopping it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, so you get you get them to all kind of come together to make sure the the the, the All Valley is is back on and that is a good positive forum for their, their kids to express themselves, especially since they can't do it at school. Yeah, and, and like the whole time I was saying, I was like, oh, Johnny and Daniel are going to team up and do this great speech and change the minds of everybody. That doesn't happen. No, it's it's Miguel and Sam, which only pisses off Robbie and Tori and kind of like precipitates the the house fight, basically. Oh, yeah. Tori really wants to beat up Sam. <laughs> she keeps stealing her men. It's the same guy. Well, it's the same guy. You're right, but <laughs> and she's, but maybe she like, maybe she steals Robbie back next year. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, she gonna flip flop back or like? Well, I mean, they, no, they're, they're not, they're not they're gonna, gonna bring that. Robbie back to the good side. Or I imagine the show's gonna end with everybody in Miyagi Fang, like training at the the car shop, you know, in the backyard, and that's where it's gonna end. Like tour, like. You know they're gonna bring all the kids in. There's gonna be no more Cobra Kai. Well, you got you got to realize. I mean, the way I was thinking about it too is is th- those kids that are in Cobra Kai now. I mean, those are those are basically all the bullies from season one, with the exception of Tori and Robbie. So yeah. most of them have to go away. <laughs> like yeah, they're, well, like, they're, 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 they were talk- on the show is to be bullies. Yeah, like they were toxic to begin with, and now they just know karate too, so they're even worse. Yeah. The, the other bad girl they brought in, I think they just, I don't think she's been on the show before. <laughs> she's in like two scenes. She was playing basketball when Crease is doing his recruiting montage. Yeah. But didn't she get and, beat you know, up? She, the, didn't, didn't she lose in the tryout? She lost. Did she get kicked out of Cobra Kai? I mean, I thought that's how it worked. Uh, maybe. I mean, that, that guy that... that uh, Crease was playing fast and loose with the rules. Well, that's true. So. I mean, I mean that, that guy that Hawk pummeled, he sure as hell wasn't joining Cobra Kai. Well, I don't think he wanted that guy. He wanted his friend. Yeah. So, you know, he got his friend in. Which I... Oh, I meant to look it up. But according to a friend of mine, the... the Let me let me get that dude's name. Hang on a second. Who's in... Let me get this cat's name for the cast. I, you know, he was the one who was bullying them mostly in season one. Kyler. His name's uh, mm-hmm. Joe... Joe... I'm going to say it wrong. It's S-E-O. C-O, maybe? What do you think? S-E-O? C-O? Yeah. yeah. Sounds good to me. I apologize if we're wrong. I definitely apologize if we're wrong. But This is our not our strong suit. No, but... <laughs> according, people. according to my friend, this dude is way older than, <laughs> than we're supposed to... Than, than he is in the show. According to a friend of mine, a, a co-worker of mine who's roughly the same age as us, he went to high school with that dude. So that would have been the 90s. Man, damn, he looks great. He looks great. <laughs> I, I wish I could age half as well as that. I'm, he doesn't have a great. Oh. He doesn't have a great bio on IMDb, so I, I I can't get his age. Yeah, I see 2006 is his first thing. So, so yeah. he's at least been acting for 14 years. Yeah, yeah, but so he's he, at least 20. <laughs> well, I think he's. You know, but according to my buddy, they played on the same soccer team in high school, and and <laughs> so I'm like, whoa, that guy looks great. If he can pull off a high school student his age. Well, apparently he was in the the Gridiron Gang, the Rock movie, 
It doesn't look like there's any little kids in that movie. Yeah, I think that's like high school age kids too. Yeah, so he must have been high school age at that point in time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I as soon as that that is as soon as he as soon as Kyler kind of joined up with Cobra Kai, I was like, this can't be good for Eli, right? But then they they kind of were were doing stuff together for a while. I was like, oh man, this is so awkward. Yeah, <laughs> to have the guy who used to call you Lip all the time because of your 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 cleft palate. Yeah. But I I did like it when Eli beat the shit out of the one fat guy. Oh my god, that was like straight out of Fight Club, dude. Yeah. <laughs> not that, like he, not, not that, that guy was beautiful. Tattoos <laughs> and now it's a Grim Reaper, not Moon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, there's so much great stuff on this show, man. Yeah, Dimitri finally gets the girl. Oh my god, that was so good too. Loved it. I was like, oh my god, love it so much. I love Dimitri getting a girl. Uh, and I love her kind of becoming human because <laughs> she was so mean yeah. in the first two seasons. Yeah, I, I mean, she was one note in season one, but that's what sure. she was supposed to be. Sure. You know, we needed those characters. No, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, uh, but it, 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 again, again, for some reason, something I should care little about teen drama on this show is so interesting to me. <laughs> I think it's the star girl influence. <laughs> This is the surprise hit of 2020 for Tom. You're right. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. It's on, it's on my list to watch. It's on HBO Max now. You can check it out. I know. That's why it's on my list. <laughs> why, why I have Max because that Wonder Woman heist. Oh. I got it for a month now, so I'm going to watch everything I can. Like I just watched Doom Patrol. Fantastic. Nice. Just watched the Harley Quinn show. Incredible. You're welcome. Before I got on this <laughs> podcast, I was watching something called Batman Hush. Oh, I was into the, it. The animated one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I might as well just start watching all these animated movies I've been putting off for like 20 years. Heck yeah. Now's the time. Yeah, Get it's all after free. It. Get after it. And I don't know. I, I feel like we got everything, right? I think so. I, I mean, mean, it was a very good and full season. I guess we should say also that... It, that uh, uh, let's, let's kind of tie it back because I mean, we did talk about how Daniel's business was struggling. Going to Okinawa pays out because the girl he saves oh, in part the girl two from the hurricane works for, for the, the, the car dealer, the car manufacturer, yeah. is able to help him out get a deal, so he's able to yeah. save his business. Full circle, awesome. Full circle. I, I loved how it was full circle. I was like, uh, as soon as like they brought, I was like, when they first start showed a, a younger girl than her, I was like, oh no, don't make this a, a, a little Larusso. <laughs> well, I mean that You're was. Like uh uh the, the the Cobra Kai Reddit forums were all about like Daniel. Oh yeah, that was a rumor kid. that was going yeah. around a long time that yeah. there was going to be a little Larusso over, there, and that's what I thought was happening. No, I'm so glad they didn't do that. I was me too. I was, I was like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to see that. I feel like that just really kind of. Uh, but I think that's what they wanted you to think when they were. They they definitely give you like a misdirect in the trailer about how there's there's like some kind of secret that Daniel doesn't know. So they did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the speculation was awesome. And uh, I'm glad it's not. Yes, yes. But let's talk about about. Um, I mean, okay, we talked about Chris in the in the in the Vietnam stuff. At the very end of the episode, he makes a phone call. Who did he call, Reagan? His army buddy. I'm trying to remember his army buddy's name off the top of my head. Oh, because it was like, it was hippie or what was the guy with the hair who dies? (laughs) 
It's one of the three guys in this photo. Yeah. Do you think it was Mike yeah, Barnes, I, I, a.k.a. the Cobra Kai instructor from Karate Kid 3? Was that was that his story? Was that who he was in that? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't make that connection. I was thinking about it, but I was like, I don't remember what the dude's name from Karate Kid 3 is. I think that's exactly where they're going. I, I thought so. Like, not the young, what about the young kid, the bad boy of that, karate? That, Where, uh, where's that guy? Wait, I, I might have their names wrong. I'm, Mike Barnes yeah. might have been the kid, but the Cobra Kai instructor, the one who's teaching Daniel to be Cobra Kai for a while, you know which one I'm talking about with the ponytail? Yeah, the you know the dark hair. Yes, that's probably him. Actually, no, because the long-haired one died, right? Yes, he got shot in the head. Yes. All right, yeah. Maybe I, I would have to. It, it makes a lot of sense, and they should do it that way. Yeah, because I mean, he makes it out of Vietnam with the one buddy who kind of like swears like a life debt to Crease. And Karate Kid Three, Daniel's being taught by uh, another Cobra Kai guy who's not Crease, and I think that's exactly who it is. I'm trying to see what his name was in the Mike Barnes. I thought, okay, okay, it is Mike Barnes. That's what I, that's what I thought. But my, I my, think that's the guy who played the kid, right? That's the, yeah, that's okay. the younger guy. Okay. <laughs> it's riveting. I, I noticed that fascinating podcast of me trying to find a guy's photo to match shit up. When I should probably just look up that episode of Coke copy that guy's name and then do a match. Because yeah, I mean, they show him when Dan, when when Daniel's talking about being trained by Cobra Kai. They they do flash to him. They do flash him, and they mention his name. It's, it's when, Thomas, uh, Thomas Ian Griffith. Johnny's trying to get the the Cobra Kai's back up and running. Yeah, they're like, "Do you have any affiliation with so and so?" And he's like, "I have no idea who that is." It's it's uh, the actor is Thomas Thomas Ian Griffith, and I think his name in the in the show is in in Karate Kid Three is Terry. Terry, not Terry Tate. Office linebacker? <laughs> that one. Pain train, baby. It's coming. It's got to be. Oh, and the, those commercials are great. There's <laughs> another thing for you at, at home to YouTube. Terry Tate, office linebacker. But yeah, I, th- I think that's exactly who it is he called. Who he... Yeah. who I think that's like his, his buddy. That's what I think's happening. I just thought it was someone he could get money from. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is. I mean, this show. Uh, I mean, like I said, I I definitely don't want to say it's predictable, but I mean, they're they're going into they they lean into the mythology pretty big time, and this is like one of the one of the few guys we haven't seen. Well, I'm waiting for like Hillary Swank to show up. I don't know; she might be too big. Still, I mean, I mean, I was. I just I, watched her in uh, I Am Mother. I was just stoked they got Elizabeth Shue to come back to be Allie. I mean, how cool was that? <laughs> Love, love me some Elizabeth Shue. She looks great. Looks fantastic. Much, she was great on the boys. I was gonna say she looks better than the last time we saw her on the boys when she, her eyes were burned out of her head. That's not the last time you saw her on the boys. Well, all right. <laughs> when there was, was a much worse scene. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Disturbing. I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think we've covered everything in season three. But now we have so much longer to wait for season four. <laughs> Did this how long? Just a year, right? 
I mean, hopefully, but you know, there's still pandemics, things happening. I mean, I don't know how hard it is to film in Los Angeles because everyone there is sick. You know, I don't know don't, what. I say you should just pretend it's LA like they do the Mandalorian. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I'm, a, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's at least in pre production. I have no idea if they're filming right now, though. Oh, I doubt. I think they're taking a lap. Although I did see there was like some sort of like after show or something. Oh yeah, there's this after new I... there's this new David Spade after show for Netflix series, and uh, uh, David Spade not not funny. Uh, I like David Spade, but not in this way. <laughs> if, if he's being snarky at celebrities, I don't want him to be snarky at shows I like. <laughs> I I don't know. It's just, I his sense of humor is just so odd nowadays to me. I don't know. I enjoyed that last uh, Comedy Central show he had, like, canceled. Whereas it was, was kind of like um, Tough Crowd, except, like, a PG-rated one. I don't know. I don't uh, know that one. Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn, when it was, like, a bunch of comedians, and they talk politics, and just, like, make fun of each other's jokes and be very mean to each other. Sounds made up. Don't know it. Uh, hilarious show in the <laughs> early 2000s. Well, do you have any any uh, closing thoughts on Cobra Kai for this season? Like, uh, like, like, I wish it was more than ten episodes. You know what? Here, let, wish... let me let me break it down to you this way, real quick. Because I'm assuming your brothers have not watched this show. Who are your co-hosts on Coas G? Uh, Ryan definitely not. Rob probably has seen it. You think so? Uh, if normally that's how our show works, is Rob has seen something Ryan either has seen it and forgotten it or has never seen it. <laughs> All right. So if you had to pitch Ryan, like what would be your pitch to, to get him to watch this? I know I'm putting you on the spot uh, here. Uh, I would tell him it's just the karate kid told from Johnny Lawrence's perspective. You think it'd be, enough if you don't him? want to, uh, who wouldn't be into that? What if you, what if you trick him? Because here's the important question. Is Karate Kid in the sack for Koa's G-Pod? It is. Ooh. That's, I think that's how you we, get him. We almost watched it when the news came out that uh, Cobra Kai was coming to Netflix. Mm -hmm. But I felt it was too topical. And I'm like, no, we're, <laughs> we're a pirate podcast. Yeah, I can't. We, we, we had something else to watch. <laughs> That was in the early days. Just ripping my shit apart. That no was in the worries. early days of the podcast. <laughs> well, I think I definitely think uh, a, a revisit might be in order on the show, especially for Ryan. Uh, I trying to get Ryan to watch regular television that's not Star Wars related. Uh, like I, he just started watching Discovery. Well, yeah, but he's probably getting it for free. He is. But he watches like one episode like every two weeks. He's never going to be caught up on Discovery. Oh wait, that Discovery. Sorry, I, yeah, <laughs> I thought you were talking about the new Discovery Plus channel thing. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, he gets that for free. <laughs> but I don't think he watches any of those programs. I watch more of those. Like he doesn't watch Naked and Afraid. He doesn't watch Triple D. Come on. He doesn't watch Gold Rush. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's there. That might not be theirs. <laughs> that's not discovery i apologize you know all right so he's watching discovery he watch now. memphis outlaws 
Street Outlaws. Well, I, I think we, I think if we get Ryan on board, uh, he's gonna have a good time. I I can't. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic show. I feel like and it's he, just more. It's. I feel like it works for the kids too. I I think his kids are a little too young to watch it. It is violent. I mean, I don't know. Like it's hard when you're not a dad. I like, know. I, I I just think of like the school violence, and then like the house party violence this season. <laughs> yeah, but not not the house party drinking from season two. No, or the 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 lake party from season one. <laughs> I forgot about the lake party. You're right. All right. Well, I, listen, we'll try to get. We'll try to get about this show. It hits the beat of the movie every season. Like, you know, location party, fight. Yeah. Like a dance or another party. And then a date at the, the arcade putt-putt place. Well, I think I think we need to get Ryan on board. You know, get him to watch the movie for the podcast. And I think that might, that hopefully that'll spark the nostalgia for him to get him to check it out. One day. Well, he's he'll listen to this podcast too. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. Maybe he won't. Maybe it's on his list and he won't listen to this one because he won't want the spoilers. <laughs> he'll listen. He'll probably text me tomorrow and be like, "I'm not. I've watched it like four times." Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, any big bold predictions for season four other than what we've talked about already? I don't think I have any huge ones. Yeah, like we had we had, when we broke down season two. I think most of our predictions were true. I think I think we were pretty good, yeah. Like, you know, because like, I was like, at the end of the season, they're going to be together against Kreese. Mm-hmm. I remember saying that in mm-hmm. some form. And, and like I said, I, I think they're going to defeat Cobra Kai once and for all and kill it. And then everybody's going to be in whatever the new peaceful karate is. Or does Johnny get Cobra Kai back and, and without Crease though, and it makes he makes it more his own thing because now he's maybe he's. I don't think he wants Cobra Kai back. Yeah, maybe not. Because I, I, you know, I think it, it's he tried to bring it back, and it just became the same. You know, same shit. Well, that's that's what I'm wondering. I mean, so many of these characters, and including his his students, have gone through so much. That that maybe they can make it something else, and and now that Daniel is kind of uh, again kind of like off his his moral high horse, you know maybe he can kind of see that that Johnny and and Miguel. We you know we didn't talk about uh, the scenes that Daniel and, and and Miguel had together, you know in in the car where they were kind of talking and bonding with each other. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I thought you were talking Daniel, about when he catches them in the dojo. Yeah, Daniel Daniel's it finally seems to be more willing to to at least hear out other people's perspectives and, and, right. and other, you know, he accepts that he doesn't know everything, which I think is why Johnny and, and he are able to finally to come together here. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, thankfully, Daniel doesn't just assume he's right all the time, but I guess when every decision he's made has been backfired on him yeah, spectacularly in some ways. Yeah. And they, they really start that in, in the season when, when, uh, when Amanda takes over, the decision-making process and, and trying to get rid of cover uh, through legal means, but Kreese is too crafty. That crafty Kreese. I, I I love that she ran, walked in, just hit him, <laughs> and he immediately 
out <laughs> a restraining order against her. I was like, God, Crease is so tricky. He is. It is. It is funny, it's pretty funny at the police station when they find out that yeah, the, there's already a, a warrant, but it's on her. Or oh, oh, I'm sorry, a restraining order. <laughs> Should I... <laughs> it's a good show. It is enjoyable. It goes by way too fast. Yeah, I I, I definitely think I'll be doing a, a, a rewatch on it later later this year. You know, when, when things kind of slow down with some TV stuff, and I'm like, oh, there's nothing I'm really excited about. Now's the time to kind of dive back into this. What? I, I think Flash is coming back. <laughs> and I hope, I hope you put a cricket sound effect in there. Yeah, you know that, that's you know we're just gonna end the podcast now. I think I think we're done. <laughs> he, oh. Wait, you don't want to talk about C Dub not picking up the the Green Arrow and the Birds of Prey series? No, no, I don't. <laughs> but that's a good decision not to pick that show up. Well, yeah, because it was hot garbage. So. Yeah, I was like, that's a good decision. I mean, they should just end the universe at this point. It's it's time. It's time. Let's let's focus on that Green Lantern show for HBO Max. That I feel like that has more possibilities. Very excited about it. Did Don't want to pay fifteen dollars a month for it though. No, I mean, just you you just got to do the 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 streaming shuffle like I do, where I, I turn things I off know. and on as needed. It's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> It's such a pain. It has to be like, all right, what's, all right, I got to turn CBS on for the next two months so I can watch like Lower Decks and shit. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I, I'll be, I'll be finished Lower Decks soon, and then I'll turn it back off and just wait for Picard. Oh, did you watch Lower Decks? I have like, four oh, to go. I have four to go. Oh god, show's fantastic, man. No, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. If you told me a year ago that my favorite Star Trek show of the last like two years would be a cartoon. And my favorite thing that the DC universe put out would also be a cartoon. I'd say you are a mad person. <laughs> <laughs> but Lower Decks and Harley Quinn by far blew those things away. Like, right. I mean, it's not hard to beat Picard or Discovery. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. We'll talk. We're gonna we're gonna talk about more about, about this later. We should. Uh, we'll, we'll we know we'll tease it right now. Reagan will be back next week, and we're gonna do a state of Star Trek episode. We're gonna talk more about Lower Decks. We're talking about this past yeah. season of Discovery. Uh, we'll 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 look to the future. For, for hopeful improvements on on Picard and, and some other things, but get ready for the nerdiest of nerd shows coming up. Uh, it's going to be a dark episode next week. Yeah, I'm there might you guys there might there might be some anger and frustration on, on this on oh, the coming up episode. There will be. <laughs> there will be. All right, Reagan, plug your podcast, buddy. Uh, I have a podcast that comes out every Wednesday called "Come On, It's Still Good." Uh, you can find us at coisg.com and coisgpod, I believe, on Twitter I and Instagram. Right. I believe that's right. I am not a great social media person, so <laughs> apologies to my team. I should really have them come in and pitch that stuff. No, you can, you can go uh, back. They have a wonderful back catalog. You can go through it, find find all the movies you want to talk about or want to hear us, hear them talk about. And then I'm even on the Tron episode, which was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. And you, you were nice enough to come on our pod and talk about the fantastic movie tron uh <laughs> well and you guys, our last couple that you just guys, came out like well, you, you got the big hit coming up yeah that's this wednesday for, this is coming out tomorrow transformers a movie yeah the classic the krampus that ruined your childhood <laughs> and let you know that your heroes could just be murdered in the street <laughs> 
as you see, yeah, you had Krampus at the end of the year, and then uh, you yeah, had, you Krampus, a bunch of Christmas, Martian uh, Christmas and Castaway. Yeah, Martian and Castaway. You had Rain of Fire, American Psycho, which I'm not sure really fit the format of your show, but that's okay. It was a fun episode to listen to. And we needed a third Christmas Bale, Christian Bale movie. I, I was listening to you guys. I was like, this movie's too heavy for this show. <laughs> There's way too much going on. This movie's oh, too dark. It's a dark fucking movie, man. <laughs> it's a dark movie. Yeah. It's, you should have seen some of the text messages I was getting from my brother's wife. Oh, boy. <laughs> who was like, this movie is garbage. I was like, I'm sorry. We needed something to, to go between equilibrium and rain of fire. Should have picked the prestige. <laughs> That's way too good. I just watched that it's, on Raw's recommendation. That's true. It's, it's so good. It's you gotta so watch good. Prestige. Get out there. It's on Hulu right now. That's one of my, Nolan, my what, yeah, one of my favorite Chris Nolan movies, actually. Yeah. Uh, I was blown away by that movie. But if we picked another one, it would have been like Terminator Salvation. No comment. Yeah, exactly. Your face <laughs> right there. Like you like, at least this one had like 80s music and it was a completely different vibe. And, and that's what we were doing. Well, we'll tease the fact that you guys, we're going to do another another show where we do the, the Tron sequel, Tron Legacy. I just have to figure out how to carve like four or five hours out of my night to hang out with you guys again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Especially because I love that movie. <laughs> a lot. It's a good podcast. I recommend it highly. Reagan, thank you for joining me today. As always, it's been a blast to do roundhouse kicks with you in the dojo. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here on the Tomcast Popcast. <laughs> All right, buddy. Again, like I said, Ray is going to be back very soon. And uh, yeah, we'll talk then. All right, buddy. All right, bud. Hey, there it is. That's the conversation with Reagan about season three of Cobra Kai now streaming on Netflix. Man, we love that show. We are we are dudes in our 40s. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it hits that nostalgia valve just, just about right. But... It, it, you know, we've said it before too, and on the previous episodes where we talked about that show, this the show is more so much more than just you know the nostalgia factor. There's so much good stuff, good storytelling in there. The the you know the the kids, the young generation in in the show are are interesting characters doing going through complex uh, trials and tribulations. Uh, it, it's it's a really well plotted out, thought out show, uh, and it's not. It's not excessively violent. It's not uh, graphic in any way. Like you know, like we said, you know, you don't see broken bones and, and and you know, you know, just people getting wrecked. You know, it it's it's. I don't want to say it's family oriented by any means, but it's 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 you know PG to the PG thirteen on there for sure. You know, not too terrible. You can kind of watch it with a younger audience, maybe not as young as Ryan's kids, but hey, we'll we'll, we'll see. Maybe 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 we're wrong. Ryan can make that determination for himself. But you can watch it with your kids. I trust you to make the. I mean, I trust everyone to make a sound judgment when it comes to all that good stuff. So, thank you all so much for checking out this podcast. I would like to thank the members of Pophead Nation. And if you'd like to become an official member of Pophead Nation, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Tomcast Popcast. Thank you to the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of A Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co host of The Ringing Ear, a great music podcast. And he's also uh, the co host of last week's episode about Wonder Woman. Hey, now. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Remember, please make sure you are liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all your friends, because that's the only way this podcast grows, is via your help. So we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and many, many more. <laughs> so 
<laughs> if you if, like, I said, like, subscribe, share, leave us a five star review if you're on Apple Podcast. It means the world to us. And please, by all means, check out our our uh, our, our parent site, threebzine.com, the the three busy network of podcasts like Beer Night in San Diego, the Tomcast Podcast, and Mando Vision. You can also get sweet merch, and and uh, you know just send us a, send us a note that says you're enjoying our programs. All right, so I think that's it for today. Reagan and I are going to be back very soon. We're going to do that that special State of Star Trek episode because uh, we have some stuff to get off our chest about Star Trek and where it's at and where it's potentially going. But there may be, may be another episode in between that. So stay tuned. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions.